Good evening, people, and welcome to episode 35 of Gouda on Gouda. My name is Bob Gouda, and with me as always is Jerome Ralston. Good evening, Jerome. Evening, Bob. And back after a, what, two, three-week hiatus? Something like that. It's been a few weeks. Jay's back. Howdy. Good evening, Jay. Good evening, Bob. Good evening, We've Jerome. got... Good evening. We've got a full cheese board. Well, it's not full, but it's, <laughs> it's got two cheeses on it. And I guess it's not that big of a cheese board, so let's say it's full. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> Jerome, for about the umpteenth week in a row, you have brought the cheese tonight, so introduce away. Uh, on the right, which I believe we mentioned briefly last week as having been just released, uh, a big pile of mm. Sartori Belvatano Tennessee whiskey cheese, yeah, which hot. sounds like an odd... Sort of. Uh, opening the bag, the uh, packaging on that, you know that sharp, oily smell you get from some cheese? Yes. Yeah, this was really sharp because it smells like that and whiskey. Woo! Uh, and the other cheese is from the Rogue, not Rouge, Creamery in Oregon. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Smoky Blue cheese, which I thought sounded interesting, but also I thought, given the Tennessee and the Smokies and the Blues, sure. the Ridge. There you go. Now, I'm not even That's sure if it. those are in Tennessee, but I think they are. I think I've I think, been. I think you're right. You know, I think I've been there. Actually, I went the world, the U.S.'s largest knife store is down there, and I think I, I was there once <laughs> at a bachelor party. No, it was <laughs> bachelor party at the world's largest knife store. Hey, man, that's where we. That's about halfway through the day. <laughs> so, as a uh, as a pairing for this uh, Tennessee whiskey, we've also got back a uh, uh, once uh, a former guest. It's this dusty bottle of George Dickel Original Tennessee Finest Quality Sipping Whiskey. Sipping, excuse me, Screw not sipping. top. There is no sipping, it's sipping. Uh, George Dickel, always been a, uh, a favorite of mine. It's, uh, you know, it's just a good medium-priced sipping whiskey that uh, burns, and it's, <laughs> it gives you the burn that you deserve. Might not be the burn that you need, might not be the burn that you want, but it's the burn that you deserve. And it comes from a man who invented cold chilling. So, <laughs> I am legitimately surprised there are not any number of rap songs about this solely on the basis of the dispensable cold chilling. I'm surprised, surprised that, well, you know what, I recently looked at a bottle of George Dickel in the uh, liquor store, and uh, they have... Was it dusty? Regretfully changed the copy... On the label. Mm. Really? They've updated the label, and it's not nearly as interesting. Because this is just... It's just a tons of words on this it thing. It looks like a late 1800s campaign poster. Yeah. Like George had Dickel... Be a copywriter for that thing. Look at these fonts. We have To make fonts. the best Tennessee whiskey, there was one ingredient he needed most. Time. <laughs> First, he took one full week to prepare the grain, followed by a nice long spell of cold chilling. It does, does it specify if it was for him or for the whiskey? All involved. Or the grain at the time. The extra step that made George Dickel's whiskey so smooth. Then slow, sweet maple mellowing. Finally, he said it, sent it to age and capture its rich color in charred white oak barrels. Over a hundred years later, we still take the time. And folks still agree, there ain't nothing better. I'm so that's, not sure you agree That is that. just good Label copy. You are a real aficionado of labels, aren't you? 
I appreciate a good label. As is Jerry. Mm-hmm. Indeed. Indeed. I mean, this is the uh, the equivalent of like, you know, when you're a kid and you're eating your cereal and you're reading the box of cereal, except this is whiskey. I'm One thinking thing about your familial tendencies. You have several graphic artists in your immediate family. Well, I mean, that's it. That's it. One thing that I like about uh, this label is that it, it has that spiel that I just read on one side of the label. And then on the other side, it's essentially the same spiel, just kind of restated differently. Well, you got like an old relative who tells you the same story twice, just different, a little bit different each time. It's that kind of thing. And just drastic changes in fonts and willy-nilly use of italics and bold. It's just, it's, you it's just you got a that good type, label. Man. Yeah. Can we, eccentric. Uh, yeah, we can start on the cheese. Let's talk about cheese. Oh. Same. But if Bob, you'd like to know more whiskey. about George Dickel, you can uh, you can call them at one eight 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 Dickel Yes. <laughs> that Perfect. has one too many characters. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> Smoky Blue, Oregon. Also, Oregon. a profusion of fonts. Uh, Rogue Creamery, Oregon. Uh, not too much to say on this, except an enormous amount of fine print that I can't really read. Oh, it is certified organic, so mm, nice. there's no gravel or <clears throat> molybdenum in here or oh, something okay. like that. Not cheap, uh, 23 bucks a pound. Mm. My goodness. It smells smoky, which I prefer to the smell of blue cheese, but yes. Looks quite crumbly, like it's already on a salad there. Oh, it does smell smoky. That's not the smell that I expected. Mm-hmm. I, expected I thought it would be interesting. Like I like smoked cheese. Sure. I had some really good smoked pepper jack this week. Smoked cheese every day. Uh, <laughs> but I'm not a big blue fan. But let's let's give this a shot. You want like a spoon or something? Yeah, this, this is really I'll grab this chunk here. Any other smelling notes? Wow, smoky. There is. You got the underlying blue. This is not particularly like mm. veiny. It's mostly white with the occasional flecks of blue in it. Um, mm. it's really oily. That smokiness is right out the gate. Mm-hmm. I would hope so. That's kind of what I'd expect. Wow. That's delightful. Yeah, that is really good. Yeah. We're For a bunch of dudes that don't like blue? I mean, the blue's basically there as sort of like a little, like, staticky note I'm underneath very, the smoke. I'm very impressed with this. There to absorb the smoke. Now, any idea what kind of, like, would they use to smoke this, or is this... Is that All I literally know is that what is on the label. Smoked with Oregon hazelnut shells. All right. And mm. cave-aged for 90 days. And appears to have, as Bob would put it, some hardware. Uh, in addition to being gluten-free, USDA organic, vegetarian, something bee company, it also claims to have won first place at the Cheese Society in 2013... Got some cred. AM. Which seems like an odd suffix to that. Perhaps they had multiple tastings, one in the morning and one in the afternoon. I mean, that's really good. You think so? Yeah. It's not too bitter for you? Because there's no. like this like sort of crackling. I, I don't bitter. Think it's bitter at all. There's no, like, I mean there is there's a bitter like, to it. Yeah, yeah, no, 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 underneath that. everything. But I think like I think it just it's altogether really good. It's saltier than blue cheese usually is. Um Yeah. I I mean, I hate to just make such a bold statement, but I think this might be the best blue I've ever tasted. You know what it reminds me of a little bit is that, uh, what was that stuff from, like, the German stuff? Cambazola. Mm. It's a little bit like that, but it's more bitter. I'm not even getting the bitterness. I'm getting more of a saltiness. 
Really? You don't have that blue, like, bitterness maybe on the line? Get a, yeah, maybe a little get tang a, going on. Maybe I didn't get a big chunk of blue in there. Like, somebody colors. definitely pushed a distortion pedal yes. on this particular f- flavor guitar. Not to string metaphors too much, but... The consistency is pretty creamy. Mm-hmm. Even as it, it's, like, a physically crumbly, but the consistency is creamy. Yeah, it's really good. Smoke comes on early with like that sort of that's terrific. Yeah, bitter distortion under it. That is terrific. Mm-hmm. I like that a lot. I, I'm I don't think I've ever had a smoked blue before. I've had a lot of smoked Gouda, smoked uh, yeah, smoked mozzarella, smoked whatever cloves, smoked cloves. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> this that that smoky flavor lends itself very well. What'd you do with it? I gotta commend this to my dad. I would eat it plain. Yeah. It's pretty strong. Not like strong like blue, but just the... I mean, you could make like a... It's quite insistent. I would eat it alongside some wings. Not dipping it, just eating it right alongside the wings. So you pop one after the other? Mm-hmm. Boom. I don't even know about that. I think it... Probably could eat too much of it before you kind of just... Oh, yeah. I mean, you know... It's a little salty. Suck your face in, but... Yeah, it's, it's uh, like a half, like half a dozen bites kind of cheese. Maybe, yeah, 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 yeah. which is good because like I mean, for it. it's a it's not a cheap cheese and it uh, does not come in a huge block. I mean, it might. For all no, I know, yeah. you know they they hand trucked the, the wheel in. I don't oh, know. Is this from Premier? No, it's Wegmans. Hmm. Very good. I am really impressed with that. Uh, smoky I would cheese. put it on some crackers. Have you, you ever had a bad smoky cheese? No, not really. I think. I think it's a, I think it's a surefire way of making your, your cheese, jump up a few notches. How about Smoking. bitterness? When did you start to like bitterness? I, I'm saying I, I'm not even still not even tasting the bitterness. I think it tastes very creamy, and then the, there's a bitter aftertaste. I'll, I'll give you that. Um, it's. I think the aftertaste might be my least favorite part of it. Oh, well, it's simpler. Yeah. Um, the, uh, that creaminess and, and how you kind of smell the smokiness when you taste it is, um, is something special. Yeah. Clearly your taste buds have been modified by drinking that whiskey. Not possible. <laughs> maybe they got burned a little bit. Burned by well, the cold chill. Well, maybe that's right there. I like to think that I'm starting to appreciate bitter flavors. Really? Well, you know, it's, it's one of what? Four? Five? Yeah. If you count umami or whatever, umami. Um, you know, if, if you're not, you can't appreciate that. You're missing out. Sure. Um, about 20 percent of the available flavor. I mean, I really enjoy citrus flavors, so I, mean, I guess that would kind of be in the bitter category. Bitter tart. The oil of citron, huh. which is what you use to change oil in a French car. Sure. <laughs> Indeed. But not a Renault. You want to avoid that? Not, not, a, not, a, not a citron. Um. Well, I we had this one first because we figured it was the riskier of the two. Um, oh, that's right. There's a second cheese. I forgot. There is that. a second cheese. <laughs> just so overcome with the smoked blue, man. Smoky blue really is good. Sartori is at the table yet again. Um, smells like whiskey. Yawning. It uh, it does indeed smell like whiskey. Standard sort of block of slightly off white. Cow's milk cheese with a like a tan rind, mm-hmm. really yeah. unique. 
This is a new one. This just dropped. 15 bucks pound. Pasteurized cow's milk. Nothing uh, you'd expect as far as ingredient, you know, different ingredients. It's just cheese and Tennessee whiskey. <laughs> not, not bourbon. Tennessee whiskey. Because that would be Kentucky. Correct. I like me some bourbon. Whiskey's fine too, but I mean it's all the same, right? Sir, <laughs> I'm sure various honorary colonels of their respective states are even now hastening to brandish yeah, right. firearms. At as well I they like might. It all. Japanese. Do you remember the, uh, the Mark Twain story about working for a newspaper down in, uh, I think it's Tennessee? Can't say that I have. I'm probably misquoting the state. Oh, well. I'm not very well read. So, I mean. Well, <sighs> how about this cheese? How about it? Now, it does indeed smell like whiskey. Which is kind of strange to me. That is not what I want to smell when I open up the package of cheese. No? Um, kind of off-putting to me, I will say. I don't drink, so that might be why. Yeah. But. Fair. I don't know. I think it smells... I mean, it's it does There is it does smell like whiskey, but primarily it smells like a sartori cheese. It I'm may, pretty sure they're just it, making the same cheese over It may over simply over. be that... Well, they, they, got other, a, they got other... They, they got, got a process of... Yeah, that's true. Um, it may simply be that when I opened it, all the volatiles that have been... Yeah. You know, contained in the, the wrap. Down the hatch. What is the traditional thing you say when you drink bourbon? Is there like a slant or salute? Or hair's looking at you? Or I think there's usually just a gasp that follows afterwards. Mm. Okay. Etiquette is kind of streamlined. Yeah. With <laughs> hmm. Sweet? You getting sweet? I'm getting sweet. Sweet. Although I haven't I'll had enough, I'm not getting. I haven't had enough of the rind yet. Salty whiskey. No whiskey. You got whiskey right there. Well, yeah. I mean, by comparison, shouldn't this taste like whiskey? I'm getting whiskey. Are you? Yes. If you eat the rind, it oh. tastes like whiskey. It comes on late. It's got a whiskey rind. Uh. Um, I don't know if it's exclusively the rind, but I'm sure the rind is the densest part. The inner cheese is sweeter than I usually associate with, yeah. with this stuff. Yeah, the rind definitely does taste like whiskey. Yeah. So what we have here not, I'm not sure. is another instance. Not proven. Of a bell of a tunnel, which is flexing as, you know, having the flavor of something. But it's only in the rind. I'm not sure. Like, they brush it on at the end. This is the most volatile of the things we've had on rind from the Sartori. And I, I want to try it without the rind and see if it's gotten, gotten its way in. Well, one of the last times I was here, we had the, um, the tequila. Sartori, tequila! Didn't we? Yeah, thank you. <laughs> um, that one, I thought, if, if memory serves, had a lot more of a, a tequila note to it, right? It did. Through and through. Yeah. Like it was soaked in tequila. This was like it got it got brushed on. It's like I got walked through a room full. Yeah. You know? It's like the LaCroix. It it was like approximately near a bottle of whiskey. <clears throat> yeah, and that's that's disappointing because I was really hoping for a whiskey cheese. I'm there's a little bit in there. It may simply be psychosomatic at this point, but I mean it's pretty good cheese. I mean taste it with the rind, Jay. 
He's going like, to that's right definitely now. where all the whiskey flavors are going. It's like it's a whiskey flavored rind. And it's not a bad cheese. Like, it's that Sartori cheese that is good. I'm not disappointed by, you know, the quality of the cheese. Would you say, where'd you put it? I think probably below that Chardonnay stuff we had last week. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Put it somewhere around the espresso. Mm, it's better now. Yeah. Yeah, it is better now. But I think, uh, I don't know, it seems like for a lot of these flavored sartoris, it's just the same cheese with like a different rind on it. Well, here's the thing, that raspberry ale stuff, I didn't, wasn't quite like that, I don't think. Yeah. No, no, it's it's definitely not all of them, because like, like Jay said, the tequila. Tequila. Cheese definitely, you know, had it through and through. And the Chardonnay, too. The Chardonnay was, uh... It may simply be that the whiskey note is just more muted internally. No, yeah, they had to tone be. it down because otherwise it would have overpowered the it. Yeah. Kids were getting drunk off it. Yeah, they'd be like NyQuil and NyQuil and, and Sartori. Yeah. The Scourger. Sounds like a new, new special. Yeah. <laughs> All right, you use this, Nathan? I'll, I'll use it in anything because it's not limited by its flavor. It's just a decent cheese. That it's um, got more sharpness at the end than I associate with, like that sort of the alcoholic sharpness at the end. I don't know. Do you do you think that the uh, Sartori's kind of they've got kind of a a uniform flavor to them? You know, in a lot of cases. We do have. You think, do you think it's the same cheese over and over? I like think some of it. Yeah, certainly. But, I mean, it's probably mm-hmm. processed. It's probably not like we make the cheese and then we put a different rind on it. But it's probably like, <laughs> here's the same thing. We'll, we'll add yeah, tequila the yeah, exactly. during the process. Sure, sure, sure. It's um, like cereal, but like 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 Cheerios, you know, you can do frosted Cheerios. Or sure. You can do like... But it all starts with the same recipe for Cheerios. Yes. Yeah. And that's what we've got. I think this is the Cheerios of cheese. Where they get creative with the flavor ads, but it, yeah, I think you're, you're We right. had some peanut butter <clears throat> chocolate Cheerios in the last couple weeks, and uh, I was impressed. Ugh. Oh, peanut butter and chocolate. How gross. I like peanut butter and chocolate. <laughs> it's the Cheerios part I'm having trouble with there. Well, I mean, you gotta like I'm Cheerios. not saying I'll, I'll dump a bag of Reese's uh, mini cups into a bowl and pour milk over them, but... I could do a spin-off podcast where I just sit and eat cereal. <laughs> Like, I love cereal, and I will talk about cereal till the days. Clearly, you need cheese cereal to combine your two gustatory loves. I wonder if you could even do that. Like a puffed rice kind of... No, because I'll just be cheese flavoring. Yeah, it's a terrible idea. Let's move on. Um, (laughs) You could do it on the inside. You could flavor the inside of the puffs so that the milk doesn't wash them off. I wonder if I'm so underwhelmed by the Tennessee Whiskey Sartori because... it followed such a good blue. Possible. Like, that smoky blue was definitely something special. And even as an expensive cheese, I would get that again. For the right audience. Sure. I don't think Even I... if that audience is just me, but I don't really buy cheese just for me. Well. <laughs> I don't really <laughs> buy cheese. <laughs> <laughs> Not really. Um... But it's your, your, uh, wife, your wife brought a pound and a third. That is true. That is true. That's Yago West. Yeah. Nice. 
Yeah, we still got the Made a nice resounding thump putting that down on the counter. <laughs> it was a brick. Yeah. I imagine. Brick of cheese. Um, this is tangier. Is it? I think so. I think so. I think it's a little bit, a little bit like dark sharpness at the end. I mean, I still like it because Sartori makes good cheese and, you know, I'm not going to fault him because it doesn't taste like a shot of George Dickel straight through. But, uh, you know. Maybe you should subject this to some cold chill and see what happens. <laughs> cold Do chill. Do exactly that. I.e. the fridge. Jazz. There's a lot of things I don't understand about food, but that's one of them. It burns. Um, I guess I like hot food, and that is also voluntarily chemical. That's hot. Myself, so. <laughs> um, yeah, two good cheeses. It's just that one was better. I think by your reaction, one was much better Yeah. for you. Oh, yeah. Agreed. That said, I'll still finish both these cheeses. Because that that Sartori is... It's versatile enough that, like... Utility. Yeah, it's... It's it, It's just a good cheese. I don't care what the flavor is or is supposed to be or isn't supposed to be. It's a good cheese. Salty black licorice. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God, please. That horrible... Do uh, not make an anise-flavored Sartori. It's got, like, a big anise star right there. Oh, the if you're listening, Sartori. They, they haven't come out with their, uh, their limited edition stuff this year. I don't, know no, if I don't know if it's yearly or not, but they're... they're we probably, gotta be due. They're probably getting due. We should call them. What did they uh, do special edition last year? I feel like we at this point should be entitled to press releases. No, I don't, I don't feel like that. I just mean I should call them. Be like, hey, I got a question. We could call them on the air next week. Uh, probably not at this hour, no. Yeah. Even, well, let's call George Dickel then. Even with the time. 1-888-888-DICKLE-YES. Dickle, no. <laughs> DrinkIQ.com. You got anything else you want to say, Jay? Man, um, n- nothing new here. I mean, that smoky blue is fantastic. Have we heard of this Rogue Creamery before? <clears throat> um, I'm not sure. The name is vaguely familiar to me, but it's also sufficiently generic that... I also like the idea of a Rogue Creamery. Mm. Like, all the other creameries are in line, but not this one. <laughs> rogue Creamery plays by its own rules. We've got a Creamery gone rogue! You should see what they're smoking out there. They're your, smoking a blue! I want your badge. Well, I guess that's the worry. No, never mind. I'll keep it to myself. I'll have to see what else I got. Smoked Gorgonzola. Hey. <laughs> it's a blue. No, you could do that. It's a blue. Yeah, that's a blue. All right. Well, that's been episode 35 of the Gouda on Gouda. Here from the Gouda on Gouda Studios in uh, beautiful Western New York. And uh, from here to all of y'all, we wish you the joy of the cheese. Good evening.